COVID-19 is having varied impacts on residential property, but arguably the biggest impact could be in the rental space. Prior to COVID-19, the Australian rental market was already weak because, as we reported last week from CoreLogic, rent values increased 0.3% nationally over the month of March. An increase, sure, but it was down from a recent peak growth rate of 0.5% in January of this year. CoreLogic's Eliza Owen joins me. Eliza, thank you for your time. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, Eliza, normally rental returns weaken when there's an oversupply. So what's behind these weaker returns when property prices are declining? Well, it's a combination of things, uh, in particular from what we've seen of the onset of COVID-19. On the one hand, we've seen border closures, which has essentially halted new demand from net overseas migration to Australia. Uh, We're seeing job losses particularly in accommodation and food services and arts and recreation services where workers are younger, uh, have less income and therefore have a higher incidence of being a renter as well. Um, And on the supply side, we've also heard anecdotes of uh, people who own Airbnbs trying to at least temporarily convert their properties to the long-term rental market because, again, uh, with border restrictions and travel restrictions, Uh, We've seen tourism essentially fall away. So there you've got a lot of added supply, a fall away in demand, um, and so we expect that rental values are likely to fall. I'll pick up on that Airbnb situation in just a moment. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's a very good point. But just before I do, how much of the rental data for the March quarter do you think would would have been captured by the impact from COVID-19? Well, we wouldn't have captured a lot over March because the toughest restrictions were only enforced by the 23rd, so towards the end of the quarter. Um, But last Friday, we released our uh, monthly indices and with that, our April rent data. That showed a decline in rents across every capital city, uh, except for Perth. Perth was relatively steady. Um, The deepest declines we've seen are across uh, Sydney, Uh, which saw a 0.7% decline, and Hobart, which had the biggest decline in rents at 1.1% over the month. Mm. Um, To Airbnb now, uh, and I guess there's always an upside to every situation, in this case with short-term rentals converting to long-term, there's going to be a shortage in that category surely because uh, I think for some time because most are going to convert to six or 12-month tenancies. That's going to be a bit of a boost for motel accommodation when we come through this, I would have thought. Yeah, I would imagine so. I think there's an opportunity for the accommodation, uh, commercial accommodation sector to strengthen. Um, but I guess even in that case, uh, we are seeing limited levels of tourism with people not quite being able to travel interstate uh, or internationally just yet. Uh, I think the good news in this is that there is added supply for really stressed rental markets. And Hobart's a perfect example of that where uh, our affordability data suggests that people were expending about 34% of their rent, uh, sorry, of their income on rent. Uh, so that's relatively unaffordable and that added supply could ease some of those housing cost pressures. I noticed too in your report that uh, Sydney is still the most expensive market to rent, but actually not by much really, is it? <laughs> that's right. It's, it's only a, a dollar, I believe, on top of uh, Canberra's rent. Um, so Canberra being the second most expensive in terms of housing costs. But across the ACT, we also see relatively high incomes. 
So relative to incomes, rents are, are quite affordable. But interesting to see that that market may uh, soon overtake Sydney as the most expensive rental market, especially because in the current environment, we're seeing a lot more rental listings come on across Sydney. Yeah, and there's also been some reports about the Canberra market holding up fairly well in terms of value uh, as we go through this crisis as well, Eliza. Are you seeing that? Yeah, I think that the fundamentals of the ACT market are slightly better, um, partly because it's got less exposure to services like food and accommodation and arts and recreation. Um, So the workforce is sort of likely to see less job losses, but also the exposure to net overseas migration is relatively low um, compared with other states and territories. So as other states and territories really see demand quite impacted, um, you don't see that as much across the ACT. Mm. And, and finally, uh, how are rental yields holding up around the country? And what do you think, this, this is a crystal ball now, but what do you think you're likely going to be saying about them in a month or two? So I think, um, I mean, at the moment, what we've seen over April is a further compression of rental yields. And this is really a result of the rental market declining more rapidly than what we're seeing in values. Um, Property values have held up uh, relatively steady with some declines across Melbourne and Hobart so far. Um, But ultimately, we've seen a really significant increase in rental listings. Uh, Inner Sydney and inner Melbourne city areas, for example, have seen about a 30% uplift in rental listings. That's going to put downward pressure on rent. Uh, And because that uh, rental value is probably going to fall faster than property values, that means rental income makes up uh, less of the purchase price and that's where we see rental yields going down. So at the moment, uh, nationally, rental yields are 3.72% and I would expect that to come down over the next few months. You always make it very easy to understand, Eliza. Thanks so much for your time, Eliza Owen from CoreLogic. Thank you, Eliza. Talk to you again soon. Okay, no worries. Thank you.